G'day, what's up? It's Aiden Jones here and you are listening to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday the 16th of May 2023. What's up? I'm here. It's a cold, grey day in Melbourne. It's raining outside. You know what I love when I look out my window and I see rain, but I'm not sure whether it's rain. Like it's that light kind of rain that's just like static on the window. Isn't that wonderful? That's what I'm looking outside and seeing now. It's 8.09 in the morning on Tuesday recording this. Here's a sip of tea. Oh, yeah. A good one. It's perfect. I'm feeling okay. I don't know how I'm going to talk about this this week or how much, but um, me and my girlfriend broke up or are breaking up in the process of breaking up. Yeah. A couple of people told me that I sounded a bit like I was in the thick of it last week and um, I guess I was trying not to let on too much, but yeah, I don't, I don't really want to go into too much of it. I'm going to try not to because as the long-term listeners of this podcast will know, I've really shot myself in the foot in the past um, by <laughs> sharing personal things, you know, that don't need to be shared, so... Um, yeah, it's been a shitty week. It's been really shitty, but, um, I don't know, man. I'll, I'll, um, more will, uh, yeah, I'll I'll probably talk about it more as I kind of get a bit more distance from it, but I guess the week has been spent just kind of trying to find my equilibrium with this. I've actually had some really like wonderful moments this week. Um, Wednesday was just a piece of shit because we flew from Adelaide to Melbourne and, um, just both pretty much (laughs) cried (laughs) for the entire flight. Um, and we were in seats B and C and (laughs) whoever was in seat A just copped an unmitigated fucking earful for the whole flight we were trying to be quiet but how quiet can you really be on a flight you know like the privacy just isn't there and uh thursday morning um i dropped her off at her friend's place and then i went and visited my cousin in bendigo with his wife and and two kids third on the way super excited for those guys i'm i am i mean Uh, What do I want to talk about? Do I want to talk about that? Actually, yeah. Well, I'm trying to figure out what order I want to say all this stuff in. Because, right. I got there. Thursday. Oh, you know what? I got some poems I want to read, actually. I got some poems that I want to (laughs) read. That was bad. Do you reckon like one out of five times when I sing on the podcast, it turns out okay? (laughs) And then the other times, it's just like, well, that was horrific. Next on. (laughs) And that was absolutely horrific. Next up, we have another young man who professes to be able to write poetry. Over to you, Aiden. (laughs) G'day, mate. (laughs) 
Yeah, nah, look. <laughs> I'm just over here. I fucking wrote some stuff and like, you know, I've not really shown it to anyone. So I, I, I've had no one tell me whether it's good or bad or not, but fucking here it is. This on Thursday. No, I, I'm trying to figure out whether I want to read the poem first and then tell the story. I tell the story first and then read the poem. I'll tell the story first. Thursday went, uh, so <laughs> we had a van because what we were going to do, fuck, I've actually got so many little details of things that I'll probably use half of this stuff on stage. Like we were going to draw. So initially our plan was to get a, like a camper van and drive around the countryside um, for a couple of days and we were going to get one of those transfer cars with a cheap thing because the car companies want you to re... Um, oh, sorry. What's the word? They want you to relocate their cars. Um, but then it was looking closer and closer like there weren't going to be any cars available at that cheap rate. So I was like, okay, how much is just a regular camper van? Turns out, regular camper van, Adelaide to Melbourne, two nights, like 800 bucks, plus fuel. Fuck that. So, instead, just got a regular van, like a panel van with an empty back, and the plan was to take the mattress off of the fold-out spare bed in my house, get a couple of mats, like sleeping mats underneath that on the floor of the van, take the bedding from my house and then go out bush like that. And that was, I was happy with that plan. I was very excited to do that. But then it came to be that I was going to go out by myself because maybe I needed a bit of time. And uh, so I just took this, I had this van. So I just took a van out by myself without the bed in the back. I stayed the night at my cousin's place. And before I went out, before I went out to Bendigo, I thought I'm going to go to the Otways, find a nice hike and just walk around a bit by myself. So I drive out there. It's not a short drive. It's like an hour to get to the start of the Otways. And I just, the first hike that I found, I was just like, let me do that. Drive out there, um, park a massive, it was a Hiace van. It's not even a V-dub. The Hiace ones are bigger. And I park it in this like car park and uh, the only other people in the area, there's a little playground, a little barbecue area. There's like 10 to 15 kindergarten age children with their three teachers screaming and yelling and shouting and having fun. And it's a nice vibe, but I also want to get away from them because I just want to be by myself and I want to think. Uh, I read the last chapter of The Great Gatsby. Someone was reading it, just reminded me of how amazing a book it is and I thought I'd read the last chapter and I thought it'd be nice to read it out loud so I was like I don't have enough time to do a full three-hour hike but I've got like an hour so I'll get a little bit out on the track and then I just wanted to sit in a beam of sunlight on one of the benches there and um, and and read the last chapter of The Great Gatsby out loud and see if I can't feel something so as I'm out there I realized I was on this loop and I found a nice little beam of sun and I'm sitting there. I was meditating at first for a little bit. And then like five minutes into the meditation. Oh, oh my God. Five minutes into the meditation, I hear the little kindy voices 
through the forest and I'm like, oh God, they're coming to me, aren't they? And I'm not going to be able to concentrate. And they got louder and louder and I finally decided to pack it in. I got my stuff and I just walked. There was like a fork in the road. So I walked on so that when they, evidently they were doing the loop the opposite way to what I did. So I walked on so that I wouldn't have to pass them. I just walked a little bit down the track and then came back when they passed. The whole thing, just like what what I've learned. How many times, Aiden, are you gonna fucking yawn on this goddamn podcast? For f- I just I was almost angry then. Did you hear it? Did you hear it? You know what we should have? Can one of you guys? This is actually this will be a fun little bit of engagement. Can you guys please submit? Any entries for sitting under a tree bingo. So, any if you're a regular listener, and I know this, man, the last few episodes have hit 100 downloads pretty consistently. That's sick, isn't it? I know there's only 54 of you who are real ones, and you know who you are. If you're one of the 54, <laughs> I was thinking of making merch or like having a... One day when I get my ass together and do a Patreon... I'll do, um, like every person who signs up to the Patreon, you get like a membership number and, um, the membership numbers will be like one out of 54, two out of 54, whatever. And like, maybe I'll send you a little fucking gift bag of shit or whatever. And, uh, and then if there's more than 54, it'll just be like, you know, 103 out of 54 or whatever. It just, it'll always be out of 54. I think that's a fun joke. Anyway, if you can think of any bingo for like bingo items for this podcast sitting under a tree, um, send them in, mate. Send them in to, where do I want you to contact me? At Aiden Jones Comedy. Come on, let's be real. I don't really use the sitting under podcast one except to post the images. Aiden Jones Comedy. DM me any bingo items and like there'll be obvious ones and send me those especially because like I know or it'll be cool to see if people repeat some but like if you can think of some kind of out there ones like obviously having a sip of tea is one and obviously like me getting angry at myself is one but what are some other ones that I don't know that are kind of common send them in and like wouldn't that be fun? Maybe I'll make a little bingo card. <laughs> That'd be sick, hey? Sitting under a tree bingo. And the winner gets uh, a personalized video of me yelling at you down the barrel. <laughs> Congratulations, fuckwit. You just won. Sitting under a tree bingo. You think you're better than me? <laughs> Okay, so um, anyway, here's a, here's a poem about those kids. <sighs> a group of tiny children were corralled by teachers round the hiking path like flies. I took the other path to sit alone and pity on myself, but back they came, the little voices dancing in the woods. And I think that that's nice. I'm playing with the idea of reading poems in my next show. I'm not sure. I feel like I've got a lot of stuff to talk about right now. 
Here's another one that I wrote on Monday. To hold the anxious feeling in my chest and not react or flee or push it down. To keep my head and make a conscious choice as feelings fly around about my brain. These are the skills I've learned in therapy. That one's okay. I like the... I like... I, I really liked... A group of tiny children were corralled by teachers round the hiking path like flies. Like flies. Trying to corral a, a bunch of flies. Oh, it's fully raining now. Fuck. I've got to go... Ah. <laughs> I've got to go to the doctor to get a new mental health care plan in two hours and then I've got to go to therapy and I was planning to ride my bike everywhere today and now I'm not too sure if that is going to be a realistic man you know what I'm thinking of doing I, so I'm not moving to the UK that's that's a big I can talk about that I'm not moving to the UK now because the plan was all around the relationship and it doesn't look like it's happening. So, yeah. And I guess I was just really anxious about how I was going to make it work financially with work and everything like that. It was going to be really hard. And um, I'm not doing it now. So, yup. It's a big change. But what the upshot of that is, is that I now have between the uh, Reykjavik fringe in Iceland and... At the end of June, I think my shows are like the 30, 30, uh, 30 days, half September, April, May, April, June, and November. Okay, the 30th of June. <laughs> I talk to myself a lot, don't I? Like even sometimes on the podcast, when ostensibly I am talking to myself, even sometimes on this podcast, I break away from addressing you guys and just start talking directly to myself. I think the shows in Reykjavik are the 30th of June and the 1st of July. So I've basically got from then until my mate's wedding in Greece, which I'm planning to be there on like maybe the 13th, 14th, something like that. I've basically got a week and a half of no plan and I'm going to be in Europe. And I thought about booking shows, but I think I'm not going to. I think that might just be an undue amount of stress. So I might, yeah, I've I've got like at least a week to do something. And my options are like do, I could do one of those long, like a hike or whatever, like the Camino in Spain, but I've done the last 10 days of that, so a different one. Or the other option is to go do some work, like some farm work. A couple of friends of mine, went and did uh, work on like a vineyard in Italy a few years ago for weeks at a time and you can do it whenever and you get food and bored and I'm just, I really think that I might do that. That sounds like the coolest thing ever. Basically, I'm stuck in Europe and I don't want to do nothing but I also don't want to book gigs and give myself a bunch of stress. And I like I the worst thing to do would be for me to just go to London and sit on a friend's couch for a week and go to a cafe and do fuck all. I think I would just be really depressed. So I want to do some work. 
I reckon I want to do some work. I reckon I want to get out somewhere that I've never been before, do some physical labor. Maybe I could go to Spain. Maybe I could go to Italy. Maybe I could go to Spain. It would be cool to go to Spain and practice Spanish and go to a place where they only speak Spanish and just fucking sit there for a, a week and only speak Spanish. Wouldn't that be hard? Yeah, it would be. Or I could go do like a week-long walk in Italy. I guess my calculations are like I don't want to spend too much money or any money really. Um, and then I want to be able to get to Greece for the wedding directly after. Anyway, I'll have a think about it. So I, uh, those kids, yep. Thursday, I kind of feel like they snapped me out of my feeling sorry for myself. And that's what I've learned about kids. Like I, I was saying before, I've learned that in kids don't give a fuck if you're depressed. I don't care if something's happened in your life. They don't understand. And when I got to my cousin's house, <laughs> oh, by the way, big shout outs to my good friends, Luca Muller and Jordan Barr, who are co-hosting Triple J Drive all week this week. Uh, fantastic opportunity that those guys have been handed. I'm very proud of them. And I listened from the drive from the Otways to Bendigo. I listened to their whole 3 to 5.30. They absolutely crushed it. That was Thursday. They did Thursday, Friday last week, and then they're doing all week this week. If you're around in afternoons, if you're in Australia, and if you get Triple J, Get on a Triple J between 3 p.m. and 5.30 p.m. all this week and hear two mates of mine just absolutely crushing it on the radio, both great comics. And um, I hope that this isn't the only opportunity that they get because they've absolutely crushed it and they deserve, you know, to be like... I, I, I'm very excited for them. I think they're going to do great things. Um, so I drive to Bendigo and I've got this fucking van... <laughs> driving this <laughs> even when i was at the in the otways when there's like a bunch of kids i was just so conscious of like i'm a fucking man alone <laughs> around a bunch of kindergarten kids and i'm driving just like a panel van like the, the cliche thing that people go like pedophiles drive big vans you know <laughs> it's like how has this happened it does make you think, doesn't it? Maybe some of those guys are just misunderstood. <laughs> oh, by the way, I keep forgetting to make this joke. If you guys don't write in with uh, like bingo suggestions, <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> Don't make me do it. <laughs> I'll drive my panel van into the woods and uh, and never get out. God, that'd be a slow creeping death, wouldn't it? <laughs> just, just die from a decision to never leave a van. I'm never leaving this van again and if I die, I die. I wonder whether people would bring you stuff. I wonder whether if you were just like, hey, I'm in a van and I'm here... I'm fine, I fully have the capacity to leave, but I've chosen to not get out of this van or move it ever. Would people just accept that and go, all right, mate, we're coming with food, we love you? <laughs> or would they not believe you? Would they just allow you to die? And you've still got internet? <laughs> you've 
you're just like, yeah, I've just checked out. I'm never going to work again. I've decided I'm not going to move from this place. If someone wants to bring me some stuff, sick. If not, you know, be that as it may. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do if you guys don't write in with bingo card suggestions for sitting under a tree, all right? So, you've been warned. Anyway, so, um, I drive to my cousin's place. I've got the van. And I'm so self-conscious because I, I, like, every time I go there, he always makes a comment on the car I'm driving because he's a fucking country dude and I'm a city guy. And, you know, I pull up and he's just like, oh, yeah. Or, like, his kid will be like, you got a different car. His, his little boy's, like, five, so he's starting to remember shit, which is a nightmare. And... um so, like, every time I pull up, you know, one of them will make a comment. And I get out and I walk into the house and the little boy just runs up. They didn't mention the van. That's what I was anxious about. Even worse, little boy just goes, where's your girlfriend? <laughs> and then it's little sister who's just copying him. She's like, where's your girlfriend? They're like, where's your girlfriend? Where is she? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> my cousin's wife's looking at me like, oh. I'm like, she's uh, she's on a trip. She's... Yeah, she's doing some stuff. Fuck. She's like, we didn't tell them. We didn't. They must have remembered from last time. I guess I told them last time. Next time I'll come here, I'll be here with my girlfriend. Jesus fucking Christ. That'll teach me for running my yap, talking about things in my life. Why do I do that? But I had a wonderful time with those guys. Um... Man, there was this great moment in the morning. So, like, stayed the night in the morning, heard my cousin get up, make his coffee, go to work. And I got up expecting to see him, but he left. But I could just hear his kid, the boy, in the living room, watching TV, being very polite. Like, he had the TV down low. And he was just sitting there watching his blues. Was it blue? No, Bluey. Bluey. He was watching Bluey. And I came out. And he was like whispering. He was like, hey. And I'm like, hey, buddy. And then I sit on the couch and uh, he's showing me. The night before, he had a lizard in his hand. Like a little tiny lizard, like smaller than your little finger. And the night before, he was showing it to me. And he was like, look, he's a lizard. And I'm like, that's cool. I thought it was a toy. And then, and he like dropped it on the floor and it like wriggled. And I was like, oh, it's not a toy and it's not dead. It's a live lizard. And I'd heard his parents say that there was a rule about no bugs in the house. I'd heard them say that. So I was like, "Is this? does this count as a bug? Don't your parents have a no bugs in the house rule? And he was just like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> he just laughed. Isn't it no bugs in the house? <laughs> so he's got that lizard that night. And I'm like, all right, I guess he's just got a lizard. And uh, in the morning, I wake up, I sit next to him on the couch and he fucking pulls this lizard out. He's just he's still got the lizard in his hand. And he goes, he slept in the Lego house last night. I'm like, who fucking did he, mate? <laughs> is that where lizards like to sleep, is it? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, it's a stink. And he means skink. He's mispronouncing skink. And I look up the list of different species of skinks near in the Bendigo area 
on my phone and we're looking at him and he knows so much. He's looking at the thing. He's looking at the pictures. He's like, nah, it's not that one. He's like, it must be this one, but that that's too big. So it must be. He's like better at identifying the thing than me, you know, which was so cool. I could see him like turning it over, like changing the angle of it in his hand to see the markings on the side and match it up with the picture and the thing. Um, and I was asking him questions and he was saying all this stuff and I could see him getting really engaged. And then I pulled up, I was like, let me, this kid clearly loves animals. So let me like pull up some David Attenborough shit on my phone. So I just typed in David Attenborough on YouTube and we watched a few videos. There was this one video of, um, I think maybe I'd seen it before. It's like the lyre bird, which is the bird that imitates the calls of all the other birds and whatever else. And they got it, it can in, imitate up to 20 different bird calls, but then they also got it imitating the sound of the camera shutters that they were using to film the documentary. They got it imitating the sound of a car siren. They got it imitating, what was the other thing? There was a car siren. The camera shutter was the really impressive one because it was sounded like mechanical and it can imitate it like perfectly. And we were watching the video and he was like enthralled. It's like a four minute, five minute video or something. And I I guess he wasn't properly listening to what David Attenborough was saying because when he said 20 bird calls, I was like, do you hear that, mate? He can imitate 20 bird calls. And the kid goes, whoa, like he was excited. And it just, who gives a fuck about the problems in my personal life when that's, you know, like the joy of a fucking little boy learning about the world. What an incredible thing. And um, how lucky I am to be able to have that. And what the fuck? I just found something in my tea. What the fuck is that? Did someone not... Fuck me. Someone, possibly me, didn't wash this cup properly. What the fuck is that? No. <laughs> oh, yuck. It looks like fucking something. Jesus Christ. Oh, whatever. I'm still drinking the tea. Like a bit of like a flower petal on the side of the... Fuck. Whatever. So Thursday was great. Friday. I got a fun story from Friday. Um, what other stories do I have? <sighs> I reckon I'll tell this Friday story last. Saturday went and played football with the boys. That was sick. Um, there were a couple, uh, so like there was like, you know, eight or nine of us, maybe 10, whatever. And then there were a few, like a couple young teenage kids were just like watching and they were like, can we join in? And we we're like, yeah. And one of the guys who's really good at football, but he also just has like, he sees the game well. Um, he just immediately turned into coaching these two kids and, uh, it was just hilarious. Cause like he st- he made nicknames from both and then he was like telling them to do shit and just, he was just coaching them. He kind of reminded me of my football coach when I was a kid, when I used to play club, one of the guys, dads would play and like, he was better than all of us, but he didn't ever run. He would just like body faint past you or use his body or whatever and he yeah he didn't even have that much ego about it he would never run and this dude at football when we play he doesn't run either but he's really good he can dribble past people he can shoot he can 
He can pass, all of that stuff. And he's just interested in playing a good pass or doing a good thing with you. And, uh, yeah, same thing with the kid. Like, he'd just, you know, he'd make a run or make a pass for the kids and then they wouldn't do it or whatever. And he'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, he's just treating them like he knew them. It's great. That was cool to see. Football's a great thing, isn't it? Um, we played at night. We played like 6.30 to like 9.30. On Saturday night, what a great way to spend a Saturday night. Fuck a party. Fuck clubbing. I want to play football. Then Sunday, uh, filmed by the way, I filmed the, the introduction to the first episode of Still Not Drunk, the new podcast that will be coming out. I'm hoping by the end of May. I reckon I'll be able to get it out. I reckon I might even set a date. Maybe it'll come out on the 25th. Maybe. We'll see if I have time. That could be a good I want to drop two episodes as uh at the start. I wanna drop I wanna drop two first week and two second week. And then after that just do one episode a week. And I'm thinking it'll be Thursdays. So you'll have this podcast on Tuesday and then the other one on Thursday. And I'll flag it early. At some point, I would like to take this podcast behind a paywall. But I think it's going to be like a low paywall. Like, I mean, max five bucks, maybe like three bucks a month, something like that. Um, yeah, I'm thinking about Patreon. Maybe that's like a goal for myself for the end of the year is to set up a Patreon, whatever. Um, and the new podcast will come out every Thursday, I reckon. That's the plan. That's the plan. So, uh, yeah, Sunday filmed the first introduction to that and then went to, uh, there was a gong show at uh, Dirty Secrets, which was sick, man. They've done the open mic. Everyone signs up, everyone gets on, but also it's a gong show. So you get one minute's grace. And then if you're bombing, you just get fucking gonged off. And it was sick. There were people there. It was a vibe. People were excited, having fun. If someone bombs, it's kind of fun. And also, though, like if someone doesn't bomb, it's good. But like the audience are engaged. They're having fun with it. It was a really good time. The guys on stage are shitting on everyone. That was heaps of fun. And then, uh, yeah, did another gig after that. Last night, did another gig. Whatever. Friday night. So Friday night was... I Friday night... Thursday night, grateful for family. Friday night, grateful for friends and my community and the life that I am allowed to live because of doing stand-up comedy. And I've been doing it for 12 years in August, um, which is, fuck man, at some point, not that far away, I'll be doing it for half my life. Well, it'll be when I'm 40 actually, it's still a ways off. It's getting there though, 12 years. It's already, yeah, I've been doing it for a third of my life. I've been doing stand-up. And, <laughs> and it's really the only way that I know, maybe end this podcast. <laughs> like, the way I see stand-up is it's kind of like a philosophy. It's like, whatever happens, you try and react to that with humor. You try and find the funny thing about it and laugh. And I think it's great training. It's a great way. It's like you, you're training your brain to create patterns to react to things and find the funny part of a thing so that you can laugh at it. Um, and because I see it like that, 
that also means that everything that happens in my life, I kind of run through that algorithm that I've developed of like, where's the funny thing? Can I find it? And the way you test whether you found the funny thing is you go on stage and you see if other people laugh at it. And if they do and it feels good, then you keep saying it. And eventually you say it enough times that the thing loses power and you integrate it as well. Like whatever experience you have or whatever thing happens in, whatever thing happens in my life, I know I can go on stage, talk about it, try and find the funniness in it. And then when I do, I can say that over and over again and use it to make people laugh, maybe make a bit of money. And then after like a year or two years, if that becomes a part of a show that I do, I've said it so many times that that thing has kind of lost a lot of the power and the weight, the heaviness and the emotion that it had when I first said it and experienced it and felt it. And it's integrated into my experience. Like how cool. So it's not like I've ignored it or forgotten it. I remember it and it's there, but it's also, it's kind of, it's like chewing it up and taking it. Yeah. So, um, I go on stage on Friday and I'm like, yeah, me and my girlfriend broke up and, um, you know, I talk about all the stuff. I'm just talking about, I guess, the aspect of the breakup and, and why it kind of sucks. Like, it's disappointing because I was going to move to the UK and we were going to move together and, um, we were going to live together and... I was going to, well, I, I got my dad to adopt me so that I could get the visa and I took out a 15 grand loan and I'd organized to have a party at my house on Saturday and my friend was going to play trombone with two other friends. They were going to do a jazz quartet, a uh, trio, sorry, in my yard. Um, as I say it, sorry, the reason I just paused then was I was kind of realizing that a lot of the things that I've been saying about the breakup are like their personal disappointments rather than shared disappointments. I don't know. I I don't want to talk too much about the relationship. I'm not going to get into it. Stop trying to make me get into it. Stop. So, um, yeah, I was saying all that stuff and just, I think often the, the germ of the funny thing in these kind of situations is the detail. So like what are the specific details of my situation? The, the small minute things, let me try and find those and just say those. And maybe that'll come into something funny. Oh fuck. What was I thinking last night? That was good. Oh yeah. I got it. So, um, I'm saying that and there was a guy and uh, I'll say how I've been saying it on stage. There was a guy in the audience and I've been saying like, I don't care who you are or what you've done in your life. If you got purple hair, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> you just are an idiot, you know? <laughs> and I, I think I really mean that. I don't know. No, nah, I mean, if someone's got purple hair, whatever. But also it's like, do you have to do that? Do you? Why? Why is this the play? I don't know, man. Just, I guess, whatever decisions people make. 
it's true whatever decisions people make are their decisions and you know you can still be whatever kind of person after having made whatever kind of decision you want to make about yourself and the way you are and the way that you present yourself and whatever. But the decision to have purple hair, I just don't understand it. I don't know. I just, it's just, it feels like, no, I'm not even going to say that it feels bad or try and rationalize it. I just don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I think it's funny to say if someone's got purple hair, they're an idiot. And this guy with purple hair, sorry, no, this person with purple hair calls out and just goes, um, like, calls out something. And I was like, why are you, like, I guess, you know, it's fine. Like, you know, obviously anyone's allowed to heckle. And when I, when you go, I, I don't like the attitude that when you go on stage, everyone has to be quiet and they just have to respect you by virtue of the fact that you've just gotten on stage. That's not true. You've got to earn the respect of the audience and you've got to earn the silence of the audience and the attention of the audience. And if someone's calling out, that's on them, you know? And um, if it's multiple times, if they're ruining the show, if they need to be removed, that's a decision to make. But you make that with the audience. But when someone just calls out one time, you know, it's the onus is on you, the performer, to deal with that. So... When someone calls out, I'm not going to be like, why the, what the fuck, you fucking piece of shit. But at the same time, I am like, are you, you can see that I'm falling apart right now. Are you really going to heckle me now? Really? Like, this just seems like a, a crazy decision. And I said that and the guy just, I was like, this better be good. And the person just goes, you can still have your friend play the trombone. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What? He goes, you, the, the maid in the backyard who was going to play the trombone, you can still have him play. I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> And uh, the cool thing is that it didn't get a laugh in the room. I actually can't remember exactly how it happened. But it didn't get a laugh in the room at the time. I think because it was just a bit chaotic or maybe people were taken aback by the... There was a feeling of like... When I was on stage that it was quite raw what I was saying. And I think people appreciated that. And so maybe they didn't quite know how to take this random person interrupting. Also the guy's timing and everything. The delivery of what he was saying didn't really work. It wasn't good. Maybe because he got purple hair. Maybe that was what fucked it for him. But, um... I'm just thinking, what the fuck was that in the fucking tea? Was it a bit of mold? Maybe there was a bit of mold on the cup. Fuck. Fucking fuck. I swear I... I swear I fucking washed the cups properly. I'm not getting into it. Fuck. What's the... I'm not getting into it. That's the name of the podcast this week, isn't it? Yes. I'm not getting into it. Nice. I'm putting up boundaries. What's the photo for the podcast this week? The photo this week is going to be... 
Oh, maybe it'll be a photo of me. The fuck? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Actually, this is a funny story. Maybe the photo of this podcast this week will just be me staring at the camera with a fist raised that I sent to my friend. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Or maybe it'll be tarot. My friend read, did a tarot reading for me on Friday afternoon. That was nice. I don't really... It kind of helped and was cool. I don't know. I haven't really thought about it since. But it was nice. Or maybe the photo will be a nice picture that I, I thought was kind of cool that I took of outside the gig on Friday night. There's two shitty curtains that separate the room where the gig is from the rest of the venue, which is a, a liquor store in St Kilda and I was standing in the liquor store part and there were a bunch of comics just standing out there talking and then the curtain's so shit that you can there was like a gap in the curtain and through that gap you can just see the person who was on stage at that moment maybe I'll use that photo yeah I like that photo I'm gonna use that it's not the best photo but I think you can see what I was trying to do that'll be the photo for this week I'm not getting into it is gonna be the name of the podcast um so my friend, I had a friend who uh, I don't see that often and he doesn't have social media. He's one of the funniest dudes I know. Wait, I'm not getting into it. I'm not getting into it. One of the funniest dudes I know and he lives in Adelaide and uh, he doesn't have social media. But when I was in Adelaide, I told him about the party and I was like, dude, you got to come. He was like, oh, I'm going to be in Melbourne. Like, maybe I'll come across to Melbourne for that weekend and I'll visit my other friend in Melbourne and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that would be incredible. <clears throat> and then I just kind of forgot about it. And then, you know, the things were happening and I was making the decision to cancel the party. And I thought about calling him to let him know. Like, I really, th I was like, I'm going to have to tell him. But then it just kind of slipped my mind. Because I was doing other stuff and I just was like, I'll do it later or I was whatever in the middle of feeling sad. <sighs> and then Saturday, Saturday, I'm doing stuff for the new podcast and I'm really getting through the work that I needed to do and I was feeling good. And then there's a knock at the door and it's this friend and his other friend and they're, he's got a gift for me. He's dressed nice. They've got some beers. They've got some stuff. And they're like, we're here for the party. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> He's flown from Adelaide. And I'm like, oh, mate, come in. <laughs> so I just put my work down. And then we're sitting outside. We sat outside for a few hours. We chatted. We went and got dinner. I went and played football with the guys. It was good. I guess, what do I take from that? That, much like the thing at my cousin's place, much like the interruption on Friday night, I guess this week it's it's been like, it's so tempting, um, you know, when I've like, I've got this breakup. I want to make it about me. I mean, it is about me, but like I want to make it about the way I feel. Uh, that I feel sad or that there's this or that there's that. And I kind of, I guess I'm tempted. And like the the poem, I want to read the poem again. 
I uh, I think my instinct is always just to sit and wallow. Oh, I feel sorry for myself. It's so sad. This thing's happening. My plans are changing. The hopes that I had are dashed against the rocks of reality. And uh, whenever I feel like that or whenever I kind of start slipping into that, things happen to pull me out of it and it's nice. And that, when he showed up at the door, was one of those things. I mean, I was working, I was getting stuff done and I guess I was, you know, the work was distracting me from the way that I felt. But it was really, as much as it was at the time, if I if you'd said to me, do you want a friend to come around and, and then you hang out with them for the rest of the afternoon, I would have been like, no fucking way, I don't want that. I want to do this work. But as it happened, it was a really great thing and a great way to spend an afternoon with an old friend and a new friend who's his friend and all this stuff. That's the kind of theme of this week. Being pulled out of my plan or of the time that I kind of fence off for myself by unwelcome introduction, uh, unwelcome interruptions that end up actually being really nice. Here's that poem again. A group of tiny children were corralled by teachers round the hiking path like flies. I took the other path to sit alone and pity on myself, but back they came, the little voices dancing in the woods. That's been the podcast for this week. I hope you guys are enjoying it. If you like it, five stars on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you're getting them. Follow Sitting on the Podcast for the images every week and message me, Aiden Jones Comedy, with those bingo entries. If you're listening regularly, if you're a first-time listener and you're listening up to here, congratulations. You are now in the 54. You're fucking, you're one of us, mate. All right, I'll catch you guys next week. This has been Aiden Jones, Sitting Under a Tree. Peace.